Good morning, everyone. It is Wealth, Wealth Wellness Wednesday and one of our favorite days of the week. And we're super excited to have a guest on today. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. And like Carol Sue said, we have an amazing guest on today. So we're just going to hop right on into it. We are excited to welcome to the Two Sisters podcast family, Dr. Tanya Painter. Dr. Tanya, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank We're so, much so happy to have you here. Thank you. Now, I'm glad that I did not butcher up your names because Carol so is, can attest to I've been butchering up everyone's names. So thank you. You pronounced it perfectly. Awesome. So mm -hmm. you have a very unique background, but I want to start by asking as a naturopathic physician, you have niched down so much what I think is amazing, uh, where you um, coach women and work with women who suffer from migraines and in the menopause era, you know, many of us do suffer from migraines. So, wow, why first, why did you decide to just work in that area? It wasn't a decision so much as like, I was just led here, but, um, you know, when I, when I was younger, I, I struggled with migraines and, and chronic headaches for, um, probably, probably close to two decades, uh, started after a car accident when I was in my teens and it just kind of progressively got worse until I went to med school and figured out that, you know, the medications that weren't working for me, there was a reason why. And um, naturopathic medical school just kind of showed me that, you know, if we look at the body as a whole, a whole being, and we work on bringing it back in balance when it's not right, then um, things like migraines and, and joint pain and Hashimoto's and all of that can um, be controlled. I don't necessarily say that I'm cured because I have had the occasional if I don't take care of myself, um, but my last migraine now was seven years ago. So, um, so as I went into to practice, um, I just, I really loved treating women with migraines because I knew it intimately. I knew what they were going through and I was able to offer them a hope they'd never had before. And it was just so rewarding and, um, long story, but eventually I kind of progressed into, you know, trying this online thing, see what's this about, because it'd be kind of cool to have this little extra stuff on the side that I'm kind of building on my own as I'm working in the clinic. And, and then 2020 hit and I was up and up and rolling. I mean, the timing was just pretty amazing, pretty, um, pretty divine in my opinion. Um, but you know, I haven't looked back and, um, you know, it's just as effective working as a coach uh, online with women across the nation than it is working one-on-one -on -one with them in a clinic. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. Wow. And I know, Carol, so obviously you can relate so much more. I mean, I've had an occasional migraine, but not like my sister. Right. And, you know, mine was not something uh, necessarily, you know, and everyone you know, gets migraines, either they're just their bodies and, you know, their hormones, just whatever it may be. Uh, and some people it's chronic and they're born with it. Uh, in my case, mine was induced by, uh, I had a C-section and ironically, when I was in the, uh, after I delivered the, the, our, our daughter, 
or actually it was our son, they accidentally took the catheter out, which the nurses shouldn't have done that. And what happened was I had the, you know, you're in, in bed. Yeah, that, that sensation that you got to go pee and you're going to get up. So uh, Lord behold, I don't know how I did it, but I dragged my body out uh, and crawled to the bathroom where they later found me and brought me back. And within probably within 30 minutes, that was my first introduction into migraines because you, you with, with a spinal, you have to lay flat on your back for, you know, usually about 24 hours. So that didn't go over too well. So that was kind of my introduction and really kept uh, on that path for, for gosh, 20, 30 years to the point where, you know, it, it was debilitating. And I learned to control it by really understanding, because I didn't want to be on medication for it, just really understanding when the onset would be and to take the necessary precautions, whether it was, you know, to go, go to a cool, dark room, uh, you know, rest my eyes, make sure that I was not on any kind of devices, you know, as the, you know, as we later on started using more devices, computer, whatnot. And now I basically really control it to the point of, you know, I, I very structured in my gut health and making sure that my gut's getting all the proper nutrients. And I probably now I'm blessed over the last probably six years, I maybe get one or two a year, if that. Um, there's been a year that I've never even had them. And I do believe there's, uh, you know, a, a better way than automatically being put on medication, but I under, do, do understand and feel for those that definitely need it uh, because the pain can be, um, you know, it's, it's, it's debilitating. It's, yeah. it, it's, it just, you know, leaves you uh, not only uh, during the actual migraine, which a lot of people that don't suffer don't understand because it is not a typical headache. You get a headache, you deal with it, you know, whether you're you know, taking your Advil or your Tylenol or, or you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, but with a migraine, you have that, what I call the after spent of your body fighting the pain and your body is just uh, spent. It's exhausted. It's like you've been through this workout. And a lot of people don't understand that those that do suffer chronic, chronically, or even, you know, the occasional one that I get, it, I, it can take me up to 48 hours before my body recovers from fighting that. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, some of them never actually fully yep. recover before their next one hits. So they're either exactly. in the stage or they're in the post stage, or then they've moved back into the pre-stage. I mean, it's just, it's, it's yeah. horrible. It's a horrible cycle. Yeah. Now, Dr. Tanya, when a person is in that, that cycle, I mean, I really don't understand how your patients would, um, like keep going on like that it just must be so debilitating i can't yeah. even imagine yeah and 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 something that kind of compounds it is you know there, there's a lot of issues with serotonin um which is one of our our big like happy neurotransmitters right and there's a there's a big link between migraines and serotonin and so then not only are you living in chronic pain but then the the massive amounts of depression that comes along with it and and some of it's due because of your life of pain you can't do anything but then the other part of it is there's actually a physiologic reason that they're just completely depressed all the time and and you know it can be it can be horrible and and it can lead to you know suicide and and a lot of mental mental issues and things like that so um there's a lot of kind of 
it's not really diagnosable as PTSD, but I mean, seriously, like those kinds of symptoms and the anxiety that comes around the, the pain and just living in fear that this pain is going to come at, at any given moment and you don't want to do anything that's going to trigger it. So then their lives be just become so small, you know, it's just, it's all about that protection and keeping that migraine at bay and um, they can't enjoy anything. And it's just, it's, it's sad. It's really, really sad. And I'm lucky that. So what and, would be your number Carol, one uh, go-to? I mean, I've learned obviously through my own experience and, and really listening to body, knowing the triggers, making sure that, you know, which is atypical of anyone that suffers from severe migraines, that they're going to, you know, avoid certain foods, obviously little sugar to no sugar, you know, stay away from caffeinated products. And the weird thing about caffeinated products is if you're lucky enough to catch the onset of a migraine, that is when you're going to, you, you, in the early stages, I would take Caffragot, which was, was, which was a, a prescription, but you would have to know like your body so much, and you'd have to just catch it at the right time. Otherwise you had the chance of making the migraine worse mm. if you didn't time it right. That's for most people is not even, not even uh, a doable thing because it, you just, you know, they come in so quick. Um, you just don't have that time to react. So what do you, what is your number one advice that you tell your clients on, you know, listening to their body? Like what would be the number one cue for them to say, okay, you're, you're at that onset point. Hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a really great question. And part of the problem in how we treat migraines is we don't look at how individual it is. So I can't give one best thing for somebody to look at because it's different for every single person. But that's the key is starting to really pay, pay attention to your particular migraines. One of the things that, that I talk with my clients all the time about is we, when you're stuck in that chronic migraine cycle, you know, if you have one once a month and it comes around ovulation or it comes around your period, like that's pretty, like we know that's going to be a hormonal migraine and, and so there you go. But when you have, you know, two, three, four, five a week, then we usually are having more than one kind of migraine. And so I like to, to, you know, bring it to people's attention that it's not, a migraine is not just a migraine. We don't want to pay attention to the pain because who wants to do that? But it's a really important step in starting to understand what's going on with your body and with those migraines. So when you are starting the pain, what is it like? What is the quality like? Where does it start? How does it look? You know, what's the progress look like for you? And when people start paying attention to that, they start saying, Hey, they're actually all like, there's, I've got four different types of migraines that I'm able to figure out now. Okay, great. Now we know that we've got four major things we need to pay attention to. And each one of those could potentially have the first early symptom that's different than the other three. So it can be really kind of confusing unless you're looking for those differences and you're looking for those first symptoms. Um, but then once we do, and we start, you know, kind of piecing out the, the individuality of each of those migraines for that particular person and start seeing the patterns behind them, then we're really able to start targeting our treatments to which particular migraine is happening at the time. And not everybody is able to pick that, all those things out. And that's okay. Because as you work on healing your body, things will just start to resolve anyway. And then it will become much more obvious when you're not 
in pain or recovering from the pain every moment of the day, when you actually start feeling good, then you can actually start picking out those symptoms again. And, and then it starts to become a little bit more clear. So not maybe not the most helpful answer, but. <laughs> Dr. Tanya, would it be beneficial for one of your patients or clients that you're coaching through something like this to keep a journal? In other words, you know, maybe, you know, with hormone or whatever it may be, it may be something, could it be a food, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Could it be something very specific that just for whatever reason triggers the onset? Yeah, I, I've had clients figure out that a particular spice on a food was a trigger for them. Um, that the tap water they were drinking when they were, uh, when they moved to their new house was a trigger for them. I mean, who's going to track your water, your tap water intake. Um, I've had people note, note that, uh, when their blood pressure gets below, you know, drops by five or more points, it triggers a migraine. So the more that they're familiar with their, their bodies and tracking, um, those things, then that's when you really start to see those patterns emerge. And, and it can be, it can be easy to get obsessive about it. So you have to kind of watch that you're not literally writing down every moment of your day of what's happening, but just having kind of that detective hat on and really paying attention to, all right, well, what was different today that I did that, that might've triggered something. And then thinking back, you know, a couple hours or, you know, whatever, I, I have a list of things that I have my clients track. They're tracking their blood pressure. They're tracking their um, food intake, their tracking hydration, tra tracking stress, where they are in their cycle and their sleep. And that's kind of a good basic foundational. And then as they're starting to see more patterns emerging, then they're able to kind of hone in on the things that really are important for them. And, um, you know, and, and then starting to track that and then forgetting the rest of it. So. Gotcha. Sorry about that. I was uh, just double checking to make sure everything was up and running here. Um, the other question that I want to ask you, I want to go back to serotonin. Because, you know, as you had mentioned, you know, sometimes, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it's probably a depletion of serotonin. Are there any um, are there any supplements or are there any foods that can help with directly with that? Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a handful of neurotransmitters that are implicated in migraine. So um, for somebody where triptans really work, then serotonin is going to be one of those that's really important to focus in on. There's also dopamine, there's also histamine. So there's a few others, but Specifically to answer your question, if it is a serotonin issue, then um, dietarily doing whole grain carbs are going to be probably the best thing. So I've found that there are some people who do amazing on like a paleo or a keto type diet where they're really restricting carbs and they just feel way better. But by and large, the women that I work with, when we try to restrict carbs like that, it doesn't go well. It tends to spike their, their migraine frequency because it is a serotonin, or at least in part, it's a serotonin issue. And so then they're not getting enough of the nutrients that they need to be able to make it. So uh, usually we want to do a whole grain, you know, anti-inflammatory organic um, grain with each meal, usually about a half to three quarters cup, um, depending on the person. There are some supplements, um, but the supplements have to be done very carefully because a lot of the medications, triptans, SSRIs, SSNRIs, 
all work on the serotonin pathway. And so if they're on those and then they add in a serotonin supportive um, supplement as well, without clearing it with their doctor, they can end up with something called serotonin syndrome and that can be deadly. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there before I even talk about them so that anybody who is taking medications, um, you have to talk to your doctor about whether or not you can start any of the serotonin support before you do it so that you don't end up in severe with severe issues. Um, but that being said, so 5-HTP um, is, a, is a precursor to serotonin, and so that can actually be really helpful. Um, with my clients, we actually, to try to help them off of their tryptan, because a lot of times um, the rebound, tryptan rebound cycle is a big problem for women that I, I start seeing. So one of the first things we have to do is get them off of, off of the use of that regularly. And so 5-HTP, um, St. John's work, which is another, it almost acts like an SSRI, um, and, uh, those two are really helpful in, um, kind of providing that extra serotonin support without the spikes and dips that happen when you're on a trip triptan. So, um, there's, um, 5-HTP melatonin. A lot of times that combo works really, really well for people. Um, and they can use it as an abortive. And then usually what ends up happening is their migraine starts to kind of, you know, it's delayed for a few hours, starts to come back. So then they take another dose. Uh, and then, you know, up to three doses. And usually by that third dose, we see that it goes away. So what we're doing with that kind of frequent repeated dosing is we're trying to keep those serotonin levels more stable so that they're not spiking in serotonin. And then as soon as the medication wears off, it drops again and their migraines back, you know, it just delayed 24 hours or whatever it was. So, um, and that, that works for a lot of women if they have, if serotonin is a, a major component of their migraines. And I would think too, that would be so exhausting, like just for sure. migraine on top of migraine. And, and I definitely, you know, I, I don't know, like I said, too much about migraines. I maybe have had a couple in my life that were pretty bad. And, you know, obviously I know what my sister goes through and it, and it is debilitating. I just can't even fathom one on top of the other. Now, excuse me, do you have different programs? And as you had mentioned, you know, everybody is different, you know, especially, you know, women that come to you, you know, everybody's case is very different. What is the process to working with a naturopathic physician? Because um, I know that sometimes when people hear that, they may be like, oh, uh, you know, I'm not sure about that. So what yeah, is your well process? So my process is, uh, you know, as a migraine specific practitioner, maybe a little bit different. Um, generally, if you're speaking just about what NDs do versus a, a typical medical uh, appointment, it's really going to be the same thing, but the amount of time is going to be much, much larger. So usually we spend between 60 and 75 minutes with our, for, or with our new patients um, to really get a full intake and a full understanding of their medical history. Um, for, for me specifically, when, when we have a new client enroll with us, um, we are gathering kind of all the information. So of course there's always a billion forms to fill out with any new practitioner. So they have kind of their medical history and medications they're on and supplements they're taking and things that they've already observed about their migraines. And, you know, we're, so we're gathering all that. 
Um, if they're enrolling in our full coaching package, I've already spoken with them and kind of assessed them to make sure that, yeah, this is going to work for you. Um, and so then I already have from that, you know, 30 minute conversation, a really good idea of kind of the steps that we need to take and the things that are really standing out as a red flag to me. So I know where we're going to start and then things become more clear as we continue working with them and they're noticing more and more about their migraines. And then, um, you know, and then we just kind of move forward like that and, and assessing labs. We do a full um, uh, saliva and urine test of neurotransmitters, hormones, and adrenals, uh, cortisol levels, so that we can really kind of see where those baselines are. We take, you know, the, the latest labs that they've had. We do a full in-depth thyroid and, a, and iron evaluation. So we're looking at all of the different areas and kind of assessing, ruling things out, and then kind of narrowing down that list of, all right, these are the problem areas for you, and here's how we're going to tackle them. Gotcha. And, and the, obviously, that's extremely thorough as well as it should be. Um, have your, when you're doing all of these tests, do things pop up? Uh, for instance, you know, maybe somebody's has a gluten sensitivity, and they didn't realize it. Is, is it that type of test involved with it? We have the ability to be able to have uh, food sensitivity testing done for our clients, um, but that's not something that we necessarily do with everybody. But what we do do is we focus in on a strong anti-inflammatory whole foods diet. So really helping people to understand the nutrition that their body needs in order to be able to be set up for, I mean, because one of the things that we see all the time is that the one thing that you can control with your migraines is what you're eating. And so whenever you find something that triggers you, it goes away. And we end up then seeing people that have been eating, you know, chicken and rice and broccoli for three years, right? That's the extent of their diet. Cause they know that those foods are safe, but unfortunately, then we start seeing a lot of malnutrition because there's not the full spectrum of nutrients in those three foods. And so then we're starting to deal with, you know, a nutrient depletion issue, which actually compounds the problem. So I like to talk about how, you know, of course, if there's any triggers, we're going to take them out for now, but then we need to reintroduce foods as soon as we possibly can so that we're making sure that instead of looking at it from a point of restriction, we're looking at it at a point of expansion and getting as many nutrients as possible. And so we're helping them to kind of discover new foods that are readily available now that we have Amazon and, you know, all these online things and helping them to understand, well, well what is, you know, TEF, what is sorghum? How do I make those things that you don't necessarily know what they are, but then you start to understand, oh, there's more options than just gluten and rice. And so, um, so we kind of do that. Uh, and then as we see how things are progressing, then we very systematically add foods back in. And if they, you know, by that time, they've been really paying attention to their body and they can tell, yeah, the gluten is a no-go for me. Uh, and so then they just keep that out, but now they've already got four or five other things to substitute it for. And then we kind of move forward that way. Oh, gotcha. And th that makes so much sense. And I do have a very specific question about one food. Tomorrow, by the way, is World Chocolate Day. So oh. my question is... <laughs> For somebody suffering from migraines, is chalk, could chocolate be a big no-no? Could it be? Oh, yes, yeah. it absolutely could be. Um, it's again, it's not a food that's across the board going to trigger it, but uh, you know, it has caffeine um, and it has, um, uh, let's see, it has theanine and um, what's the other one? 
it's that's magnesium, theanine and magnesium, very helpful in migraines. And some people actually find that it can be helpful during a migraine. And then some people, especially because of the caffeine content and, or the sugar, depending on the kind of chocolate that's being eaten. Um, and then of course, if it's one of the, you know, like a milk chocolate or something that has dairy and soy and some of those other more pro-inflammatory things, then those things in the chocolate can be triggers as well. So yes, it can be, unfortunately. Oh boy. I know. I know. So sad, but there are alternative options that are chocolate, like carob being one of them. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of a change of the taste buds, but it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Hmm. I think I've had that before. Carol. So have you noticed any, like one specific thing that you realized was maybe triggering or led you down that migraine path? Um, first, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Because the volume on my end, when a call comes in, I hit decline when I'm on my uh, phone, it uh, takes the volume down. So I just want to make sure you can hear me fine. Uh, yeah, I really, I, I same thing. I, I really probably about 90% dairy free now. I found uh, alternatives to, to using dairy, still enjoying food in, in such a way that I'm not, I'm missing out on those items because I've replaced them with uh, like a, maybe a vegan version of maybe that dairy product that I wanted. Chocolate is definitely a trigger for me specifically and caffeine. And that is why I'm not a big fan of caffeine with the gut health that I do. It's uh, natural and it's actually extracted from the tea leaves. That is fine. But sadly, so many things today with chocolate, coffee, anything with uh, energy drinks, those things are all processed. And processed food is a nightmare for somebody that has migraines. It just, the chemicals just don't react well. And that actually will, uh, for me, will even enhance the pain even more. So I really avoid anything that's processed. Very rarely do I eat anything canned. Uh, you know, canned tuna, yes, but I make sure it's like packed in water. Um, you know, I don't, I try to avoid unless I'm definitely ill, uh, I try to avoid like canned soups. I mean, John likes his certain soups in a can, but I really try to avoid anything in a can, anything dairy and, and caffeine. And once I, you know, recognize that because you don't always associate dairy with a headache. A lot of times when you hear of dairy issues, it's related to your gut and not necessarily your head. So there are foods out there uh, that can trigger it. Another, uh, I think, no-no, uh, for some is fried food. Uh, you know, again, it's just the, the process of, of, you know, how it gets in your system and how it's, uh, how it's made. So, you know, once I kind of realized it wasn't just the obvious of the caffeine or the coffee or the chocolate, that dairy was also a culprit uh, that has really enhanced uh, my enjoyment to eat. Um, I don't have to worry about such things. Now, obviously you can't always avoid it, depending on, you know, if you're out and about, or you're at a friend's house or whatever, and part, you know, you don't want to deprive yourself, but I really, for me, I think it's to the point, and I think this is a hard, a hard piece for a lot of people that do suffer from migraines is the resolution that there, you just have to say, you know, what, is it worth the pain? And nine out of 10 times they're going to say, no, it's not. But then they, they you know, your body also craves what's not good for it. And that's the other piece is balancing those cravings and saying, no, I'm just not putting my body through it. It's not worth it. Uh, you know, and that goes for migraines and other chronic illnesses. You just, we have to kind of resolve the fact that that it's like a poison to our body and it's no fault of us. It's just the way that we're made up. 
Well, thank you yeah. for sharing that. And uh, Dr. Tanya, what are some maybe different recommendations just based on what you've heard, if you don't mind me asking Carol Sue, what Carol Sue has said about her migraines, what would be like one thing that maybe sticks out to you? Uh, as far as far as something that might be causing her migraines or what? Right. Yeah, as far as like the causation. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like she's kind of narrowed things down. So diet is diet and stress are the two absolutely biggest things. And so, um, you know, as she was kind of talking, I was like, fantastic. Like she's, she's figured out the, the major dietary things and kind of figured out the diet that she needs to eat. And she's already done, you know, the processed food is a killer. And, you know, there's that struggle of when you feel like crap all the time, how are you going to make your food? But then if you don't start making your food from a whole food standpoint, then you're kind of stuck in this cycle. So then, you know, so we've got little cheats and things. The instant pot or the crock pot is our best friend. When you're getting started, you just literally throw everything in a hole and then you kind of learn how to, how to make it. But, um, but yeah. And so, so, you know, gluten, dairy, um, nightshades, like potatoes and tomatoes, um, corn, soy, uh, sugar, a big one and I'm missing one. Um, but those all tend to be very, oh, eggs. Those all tend to be pretty pro-inflammatory for a lot of people. So going with kind of a whole foods, anti-inflammatory diet, like something like the whole 30 is a great place to start if somebody's never explored it. And, um, that can be a really good way of kind of starting to see how eating this whole foods diet can be very helpful for the migraines. So I would say, um, the, the first thing is working on that and then starting to support gut health. And so, and she's already done that too. So, I mean, she's hit all of the things that I would say, okay, well, based on what I've heard, there's going to be a detox issue because everything was kind of started with, you know, the spinal stuff and, and the C-section and there's lots of antibiotics and that usually is a negative impact on the gut. So, right. you know, and it sounds like she's been through all of that. She's worked on the, on the dietary changes. She's worked on the gut health. And, and so as part of that, she's going to have done detoxing, whether it was intentional or not, because that's what happens when you start healing the gut is your body starts to detox and re reduces inflammation. Um, so yeah, so congratulations to you. Like that's, that's amazing to hear that you've been able well, to it's, it's, it is trial and error. And it's, you know, the, the other key piece to it is when you're in that cycle and you realize, well, you know what, it, it's not a question of, you know, you know, grabbing that, that Tylenol or that migraine medication, or, you know, reaching out to my doctor who, who you know, I'm probably annoying the crap out of because I, I can't get out of this funk. You know, you also have to reach a point that, you know, we are the only ones that are really are the best advocate for our own bodies. We know our bodies the best. And if you, you know, it, it's difficult. I know it's very difficult for people to keep that journal and to, you know, be held accountable to themselves to say, you know what, uh, there are certain foods that I just can't eat. And you have to accept that. And it's, it's not easy, um, but there are great alternatives out there. I always tell um, you know, everyone that I know that, that suffers out there, it's, it's really just understanding, uh, what your body, body can tolerate. It may be different from somebody else that, you know, who suffers migraines. We're not, we don't look alike. We say this all the time. We don't look alike. Our insides are not alike. Our personalities are not alike. We're all very unique and we have to, uh, be mindful of that. And, uh, but how would someone get a hold of you, doctor? I would, would love to, uh, you know, make sure that our, our audience, our viewers and listeners know how to reach you. 
Sure. Uh, so my website is mygreenmastery.org. Uh, so they can always find me there. I'm also on Facebook under My Green Mastery is my um, my page, and I have a free support group called and my uh, My Green Mastery and my uh, and my Migraine Support. And then on YouTube, it's My Green Mastery and My Green Free Life. Thank you so much. You know. There's so much yet to discover. And if you are hearing this, if you are listening, if you are viewing this, please get a hold of Dr. Tanya. If you suffer from migraines, we know that she'll be able to help you out. We want to thank you so much for being here today. But before we sign off, we need Carol Sue to chat a little bit about Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Everyone, thank you so much for being here today. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss, reminding everyone out there today is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. This is a day where we understand the importance of having a healthy relationship and mindset with money. You know, one of those taboo subjects, right? But there's a great way that you can kind of get over that and understand and embrace money. But the more money that you have, you can do more. You can do more good things with. And it's not about the monetary. It's about the actual physical action of paying it for with kindness to an unsuspecting person. What does that mean? Again, it could be a dollar, it could be $5, it could be whatever you decide you want to give, but it's got to be an unsuspecting person, not your favorite charity, not your neighbor, not your family. It's about changing the direction of someone else's day with an act of kindness. So you can go to a store, you can slip in a bill into, oh, I sometimes I'll do a diaper bag, a box of diapers, maybe formula. Uh, we know we have all those pet lovers out there, right? That those are like their own little family and they're, they're, they're little girls and boys or grand or grandkitties or grand doggies. So, you know what, go into the pet aisle. Uh, you know, the cost of things have gone up. Gasoline, that's a pretty obvious one. A lot of times I like to go there and where you actually insert uh, your credit card, I'll fold up a bill just like a credit card and I'll have it just enough sticking out. And imagine what someone who's not suspecting it, who may be struggling saying, geez, I could really only afford, you know, a gallon of gas today to get back and forth from work. I'm really struggling. And you know what? $5 came in hand. They said, wow, uh, now I can maybe put in a little bit extra gas and maybe still have an extra thing for a cup of coffee. Although you know how I feel about caffeine. The point being is just to go ahead and pay it forward. Get on that uh, good uh, energy with wealth and wellness. And it, it is a healthy way to be. Get on that kindness train uh, and pay it forward and do and just, you know, imagine that everyone did that. How many people would be impacted? And they'd start scratching their heads and say, hmm, and maybe they might do the same thing. So that's what Wealth Wellness Wednesday is all about. We are so thankful and grateful that we had a great guest on today. Great information. Please reach out to Dr. Tanya for more information on how you can take control of your migraines. And with that, we will wish you a great Wealth Wellness Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday. Hope you're going to be a trendsetter. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Have a great Bye, day. Bye, everyone.